It's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. Brad. Jacob. We were just talking about maybe my biggest pet peeve in life, and this genuinely is my biggest pet peeve. Dongles? What? Oh, dongles. No. Uh, oh. Dongles are bad. I think you said Mongols, and I was like, Jesus, Brad, they have a name. <laughs> I um, mean, I was not talking about the Mongols, you know, the civilization that rampaged through the... I'm sorry if you can hear this, by the way. I'm lighting a candle. <laughs> I just realized it clinked, and I'm like, oh, that was probably audible on the uh, on the mic. This motherfucker is over here getting sensual to do the podcast. Dude, I have a candle going almost all the time. Also, now my audio is way too loud. You want to know my biggest fucking pet peeve, Jacob, is when audio doesn't work the way it should. My Well, I didn't even get to say my biggest pet peeve because the Mongolians took over, but my biggest pet peeve is just when technology that should just work doesn't work. Yep, yep. And it just ignores any input or does a weird thing where it makes it sound like my friend is getting taken over by Bagul. Um, there's why that's why there's an entire profession of people who can whisper the secret words and wave the magic wand and make technology do what it's supposed to do it's my I, thing is get those people on board when you're making the fucking thing and then we won't even have the issue in the end. technology is a is an art not a science jacob it's not how these things work the mystic arts can't be contained that way i know but also at the same time I, the end consumer, am the one taking the hit on this. I don't have an IT department at my house right now. As much as people would like to believe that in the age of COVID, this for some reason is a fucking office block, it's not. So I don't have an IT department here. And uh, I do, it's shit... just me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is My IT department is Reddit when I Google, you know, insert product name issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? The best thing I love about, like, looking at Reddit for a solution to things is that everyone has a different answer somehow. Yeah, none of them could seem to agree. But they all get the same result, which is the thing works. So I just don't get it. Like, technology, you'd think as the years went on, it would just get better. Mm -hmm. To the point where there wouldn't be 50 million issues that all solve the same problem. But for some reason, there is. Yeah, technology just gets more complex, which makes more problems. I mean, I used to, back when I was getting my associates for the computer science thing, we'd get this for programming all the time, where there'd be, like, one problem, one compiling error that we keep running into, and we'd Google it, and we'd get a forum from 2006 from someone with the same issue. There would be no responses to it, and the guy would respond to himself, fixed it. It's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Without how you posting the it. solution. I know, I hate that the most. Or the the person who I hate maybe even more than that is the person in the Reddit thread who goes, I don't know why everyone's complaining. It works just fine for me. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're the one person not getting frame stuttering in Elden Ring, you fucking asshole. It's like it's thank you for contributing to the discussion. Really, you your contribution means so much. Yeah. Although right now that guy's me. I have been so lucky when it comes to PC Elden Ring. Like it's kind mm. of unreasonable. I've um I don't ever like dip too low and it's not usually for very long to be fair. Mm. 
But some of those areas in that game, I've even like tried going by like articles, being like, here are the best settings to get the least amount of like frame rate issues in Elden Ring, and somehow that still is uh, not a hundred percent for me. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, the only thing I've turned off is the the auto detect for the rendering mm. thing, and that's about it. I've noticed that if I run by a bunch of enemies, like I don't take my time and I kill them, and I just run by on my horse or whatever, then I'll get like a frame stutter or two because it, uh, like I think it's it's trying to load all the enemies at once, and it's like I don't like this. Yeah. But no, uh, I have quite a bit of time in that game and almost no issues. I'm very lucky. Like that area in is it Kalid or Khaled? What is it? Yeah, I don't know. The shitty apocalypse land. The, in the in Florida, yeah. the Florida part of the map, um, where all those dragons were that I told you about last night, mm-hmm. or was it yesterday we were talking about this? I can't remember. That that area, I noticed a lot of like frame centering because there's like fucking twenty dragons going on in that area. But other than that, um, hasn't been too bad. I definitely have been uh, in a better situation than most. I think it's crazy that the best running PC version of that game right now is that game running on a Steam Deck through fucking Linux. <laughs> and it's weird, their weird Linux layer that they made to fucking run Windows games. It's pretty funny. At least the one with the most consistent frame rate, I should say. I mean, it's still like 30 FPS. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at least it's not, it's like a solid, consistent 30 FPS. It's not a dropping constantly. Yeah, it's not all over the place. Yeah. You've, uh, you got some good time in that game. You've been, you've making progress. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm, like, at a point in the game where I'm starting to get, like, my normal soul's frustration of everything is murdering me immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Then I just go and I find some boss that I missed in a different area I already went through and just fucking kill that thing and feel good about myself for a little bit. That's the thing. It's like there's so many mines and dungeons and shit that like as soon as you run into something, they're like, I can't kill this. You just walk off. You kill something else. And you're like, all right, I feel better. You know what is like the thing that keeps happening to me right now in that game? And it's like intensely frustrating, Brad, hmm. is I'll go through, I'll like kill a bunch of enemies in an area. I'll kill a boss. And then I don't have enough souls to upgrade myself. And then as I'm just going to the next area or like I get into like the groove with another boss or something like that, I get killed and lose all those souls. <laughs> that is the that is the, the Dark Souls experience. I wish they kept a tally of the souls that you lost throughout the game because I, I'm kidding you not. My tally would be probably close to three million at this point. Yeah, probably same, I think, overall. I mean, you've definitely been playing longer than I have and gambled larger amounts of souls. It takes about 80,000 for a level at this point, so I have to, like, stockpile a while before I can do anything. Yeah, I found an area the other day that gave me, like, fucking insane, like, golden runes or whatever. What are those? Is that what they're called? Golden runes? The things that you can use to... Yeah, the little consumable items. Yeah, I... But they were, like, level 9 consumable runes. And I was like, ooh, okay, this is going to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the cool thing, is, like, since those things are numbered, if you, like, find yourself in a new area, because, like, you open a teleport trap or whatever, and you find one of those, you get kind of a frame of reference to the level of strength compared to where you just were. 
Yeah. Like when I was running around, like at the very beginning of the game, when I'm running around like the dragon burnt ruins, you know, you're finding golden runes like two and three and whatever. And you open a trap chest and you get shot into, you know, what you later find out to be fucking Kaled. And you find a golden rune like nine. And you're like, oh shit. Okay. This is a little bit later in the game. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that was exactly where I found it was that area I was talking about with, with all the dragons. There's like a little kind of like fort. It's not really like a castle. It's like a fort. It has a bunch of bats inside of it that, mm -hmm. of course, all do poison damage. Oh, Can't just be yeah, Fort um, Fort Farris, I think. Something like that. I can't. I I don't know the names of any other than like the main areas and mm -hmm. like the big castles and stuff like that. I don't know the names of any of these places. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, that half the forts are such a pain in the ass. Farris is probably the worst one, specifically because of those fucking like bats like it's got like regular bats in there and then also like these weird half like old hag bats that they just do so much poison damage those things it's... freaked me the fuck out the first time because i met them i don't remember where i met them because it wasn't in there but i'm running around the world and i hear singing and i'm like what the hell is singing so i'm running around trying to find that and i see like what would later turn out to be a fucking lady bat <laughs> sitting down there and she's singing i'm like oh is she like an npc because i had met it before so i start i start walking up and she turns around screeches at me and the screech kills me i'm like all right well <laughs> great it's good stuff i'm also at a point right now in the game where i have the ability to like level up and use magic stuff but i don't know that i want to put the time and energy into upgrading all the way to where I need to be to use like the magic staff that I have because mm -hmm. I'm just like I just want to put it more into vigor or strength <laughs> at this point yeah but I mean I, it's it takes a bit to really get any of the really good magic stuff um, yeah. although actually you're in uh, the lake area now right so you sh did you meet the turtle yes I did meet the turtle Big fan of the turtle. Um, one of the I magic literally spells... met the. I met the turtle last night, and I was like, "Am I gonna have to fight this thing? Because I don't think I can kill an old turtle in a pope hat." <laughs> I mean, Pope Turtle is one of my favorite NPCs. He's great. He's like one of the only NPCs who doesn't give you shit about giving him books. Um, yeah. But one of the magic spells he he sells, Magic Glint Blade, is like one of the best magic spells in the game. It's kind of, it's on a delay. So you cast mm. it, and a little orb appears, and like three or four seconds later, it shoots a blade at him. Um, so you have to kind of live through that delay, but you could stack them, and yeah, they yeah. don't cost a lot of mana, so it's super worth it. I also just don't have like a high FP level right now either, so like I feel like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've been really leaning on the summons in this game. Oh, 100%. They're super useful. Um... And I feel like the summons take up, like, most of my bar, and I've been using, like, my Sacred Blade Ash of War a lot. Mm -hmm. um, just because it does, like, number one, it does damage at, ra at range, and also, like, then my sword is buffed for a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like you've but got a real solid melee build going on. If you want to screw with magic, you can. Uh, if you beat uh, Renala... Um, She'll allow you to respec your character, so you can reallocate your points if you want to try out. 
it's not even it's not even necessarily that I want to like use like magic full time. I would just like it in my back pocket as an option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's some of these enemies that definitely like I get the impression. I'm like, oh, this would be so much easier at like a little like a range, like standing back, like just dealing with those magic guys in the fucking in the academy there. It's just such a pain in the ass. And I mean, I'm you have a do you have a great bow? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where the fuck you get a bow. Like, I have not figured that out yet because I have these sleep arrows and I'm like, that seems like it'd be very useful. I have like 96 great bows. I can try and see which one of those is like in an area you've been to already and I can point you in the right direction because a great bow will, will scale with strength. So you'll, yeah, I, you should be able to use it. I'm sure I could Google it. I don't know. I just, I, I've been, I've been enjoying the discoverability of this game and just finding things on my own but i and the one time i ever looked something up was like that margit's shackle thing just because mm-hmm. it just happened to be like a recommended video that was next to the video i was watching um and so i i've other than that i've pretty much just been like finding shit yeah just I running like around the, i found like a big ass final fantasy sword Nice. That I can't use yet because my strength isn't high enough, but um, I'm getting there. I want to use that big-ass Final Fantasy sword. There are so many cool giant swords in the game. Like, my second playthrough is 100% going to be a, a strength build. Yeah. I found one that looks like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, from uh, the boss in the in the south. I don't remember his name. Like yeah. Leonin Misbegotten, I think. Yeah, something like that. That, they that was great the one I names. see everybody using. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of, like, little ghost NPCs that are, or whatever, you know, like the little glimpses you get of other players. A lot of people are using that. I Dude, Dark Souls multiplayer is so freaking cool. And, like, Miyazaki just did an interview uh, a little while ago about, like, the design philosophy of Dark Souls and where a lot of the ideas came from. And he said that the idea for Dark Souls multiplayer came from uh, a, he was stuck in a snowbank with his car in a in a snowstorm, um, yeah. and he he couldn't get a car out. And a couple of strangers appeared out of the the snow, pushed his car out, and then disappeared in <laughs> into the night. Uh, and that that was the inspiration for Dark Souls co-op. Can I be honest with you though? I hate that like the I, the thing to do co-op is a consumable item. <laughs> like, oh, you can craft them. I know you can craft them. I just haven't yet. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I haven't really like touched the crafting at all except for I made like those throwing things you can make out of like animal bones. Yeah, the because, throwing darts. Mainly because I heard that like um, Godric is like really susceptible to throwing weapons. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. If you can keep, I mean, the bone ones don't really do a lot. It's more like the kunai and the throwing daggers that do more damage. But mm-hmm. if you can keep them at a distance, it's actually, like, really nice to fight Godric. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I just let him um, beat my ass for, like, three hours. Oh, I mean, I let him beat my ass for a couple days. See, what I do is, I notice, is I go into the game, like, if I'm up against, like, another main boss... I fight them a couple times to see if I can do it. One time I got so fucking close on Godric, I almost fucking uninstalled the video game. 
um, because he literally needed like two more hits and he would have been fucking dead. And then that fucker just, I don't even remember what he did. I think he did like his fucking like eight attack combo there that he does with his axe. Yep. And I went, fuck this game. This game's stupid. Um, but then after that, I kind of just go around, level up a little bit, get some more stuff. And then I come back and fucking murked his ass eventually <laughs> after doing that a couple <laughs> different times. Yeah, um, I mean, this game is super unforgiving. Like, the amount of huge combos and, like, the, especially the delayed attacks, which is something that the old Dark Souls games used to reserve for, like, the late game enemies, where, like, they would raise their sword and wait, like, two seconds so they would fake you out into rolling too early and then just bonk you on the head. No. I feel like every enemy in the game does that now, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, definitely. I'm at that point now where I'm I'm fighting the girl who lets you respec. Yeah, Ranala. Her attack is just a bunch of annoyances. <laughs> uh, like, like her fight is just like, oh, here's these little fuckers throwing books at you. <laughs> it's like, really great. annoying. It's really fucking annoying. Because, like, to dodge them is, like, I don't know. Like, you have, like, a lot of time. But, like, if you dodge way too early, then the book just, like, basically heat seeks to you. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. When that fight first starts and like all those freaking ladies are like crawling towards you, I'm like, are they hostile? Are they like, are they just an obstacle? Like, what are they? One of them whacked me. I'm like, okay, nope, they're bad. They're bad. Got it. Yeah. Luckily, I, I still have the, the Zwine Hander or whatever the fuck it's called. And I've just been, you can use that as a big ass like sweeping attack. Mm -hmm. So I just take out like four of them at once. It's kind of nice. But, um,. But yeah, fighting her, I, I've seen her second phase, and it seems like such a pain in the ass. I went to her so much later than I should have, so I was overleveled, so I didn't have much trouble with her. Because I, I went all over the place. I, I bonked my head off Kaled for like hours before I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> I've been going around Kaled, uh, just trying to kill things and get souls. I'm trying to find... So, like, this seems like the wrong way to play this game but it's kind of how i want to play it right now mm -hmm. i found a really good souls farming spot with like a big boulder that you can like dodge and it gives you like two thousand souls every time or something like that mm -hmm. um and i kind of just want to farm some souls right now and upgrade myself yeah do it totally That's <laughs> and not have to do 100 how you should play souls <laughs> And not have to do it in the annoying way that I did when I was playing Bloodborne, where I was like, yeah, I just keep going around the starting area, killing people so I can upgrade myself. Yeah, <laughs> that then... was the way we used to have to do it. And it sucked, and everybody hated it. And then they let us farm an Elden Ring, and was like, hey, why don't you just go, like, explore a, a whole area? And I'd be like, sweet. Some enemies that you fight in this game, I feel like, do not give you the amount of souls they should. Like, I fight, like, these big-ass trolls, and then I get, like, 900 souls from it. Like, get mm -hmm. fucked. This should easily be at least, like, 1,000 to, to 2,000 in that range. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there are a couple enemies that are notorious for that. Like, the little slime blobs that you meet in the castle, uh, to mm. the south. Or, or they might be in Stormvale, too, I don't remember. Um... They take forever to kill, like, they take no damage from weapons, and they give, like, 19 souls when you actually do finally kill them. And I'm like, well, why did I just spend five minutes whacking this thing? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good teachable moment. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, and Dark Souls is full of those, like, 
let's call them teachable moments when really it's just the game being a dick. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think I like the most about it and what's like um, kept me going is I like the teachable moments that I get from mm-hmm. fighting, like whether it's regular enemies or even like, uh, you know, um, fighting like the the big bosses is like there's just a lot of little teachable moments like i learned early on before i got like a big ass sword that can just do large sweeping attacks uh don't fight multiple people at once that's a bad idea (laughs) typically yeah unless you have some kind of aoe yeah and and now my sword is just so goddamn long that it's like oh i can just like fucking hit five of them at once and it does a lot of damage um, also, a, a good teachable moment, um, horses and horse combat better than you'd think. Yeah, so. there are some fights where, like, I feel like they specifically designed it around using the horse. I gotta be honest with you, the cheapest thing that you can do, I did this while fighting an Erdtree avatar uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, hold down the heavy attack, so you get that little, like, where he drags the sword against the ground. If you hit them with that, that does damage, and then, like, you can hit them, like, multiple times with that, and then do the big, like, upswing, and that does a lot of damage. It's really great for bullying people. <laughs> well, Jacob, with my, uh, with my tiny dagger, it doesn't quite reach the floor, so I don't know that I'm going to be able to... <laughs> well, even, I mean, even if you do, like, a regular sword, it doesn't have to be a very long sword like mine, but it... it I don't know about a dagger. A dagger is different, but... If you just have, like, a regular-sized sword, you can just fucking... Can you do magic attacks from on the uh, horse? Uh, you can, yes. Damn. And you can actually great. move while doing... You can't move very much. Like, the horse slows to a walk. Um, right. But you can walk while, while you cast, which is something you can't do for a lot of spells normally. This game's great. It is. It's It's really, really good. And you know what? After having said all that, and Jacob, you know how much time I have in this game. Yeah. Um, it's quite a bit. It's it's not finished. I know it seems wild for me to say that, considering how much there is in this game, but getting as far as I am in right now, it's very clear to me that they didn't get the release date that they wanted. And I'm very Why excited you... for a Game of the Year edition later down the line that I hopefully puts in all the stuff that they didn't get a chance to do. Why do you say that, though? Because like is there, there are... Is it something you could say without, like, spoiling anything, or...? Yeah, yeah, I can... There are things that end a lot sooner than they should, and are, are at least to my eye, very clearly unfinished. Things like NPC storylines, or specific dungeons or zones. Things that... I mean, a lot of them don't happen until they're later in the game, especially with mm-hmm. NPC quests. Like, you don't get to the point where they suddenly cut off until way later. Um, but there are a lot of things that make me go, hmm, that, there's probably more to this, and that I would, I would look it up, because I'm like, oh, maybe I screwed it up, maybe I didn't do the quest right, or whatever, and mm-hmm. the, the consensus is like, nope, it, it just ends here, and we think that, you know, the, this is supposed to be connected to this, this, and the other thing, but the implementation was never made, or whatever, like, I know of... There are five different endings that I know about. Um, and there almost certainly was supposed to be a sixth that got cut because they didn't have time. Right. And that first merchant you meet, uh, Kale, 
um, he has a whole quest that was that was supposedly cut um, because I found the the what was supposed to be the second half of it later in the game where I'm like whoa why was this not mentioned to me earlier hmm so yeah it it uh, as big and expansive as this game is uh, I I really can't wait for an addition that hopefully adds in some of the stuff they weren't able to fit in. Do they usually make you buy that separately, or is that like something they just update the game with? Um, you know, that's a. I actually don't know because the only times they've done it have been they did it with Dark Souls Remaster, right? Which was essentially a separate game, so you had to buy that again. Right. That that one makes sense that you'd have to buy it separately. But the only time something like this has happened, which was Dark Souls Two, and it happened with a much like more severe degree. Like, that game was so not great on its launch that they literally scratched it and made Scholar of the First Sin, which was a, a, a new launch of the game. Um, mm. And arguably worse in, in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of the problems people have with Dark Souls 2 are specifically because of Scholar of the First Sin. Like, it adds a bunch of enemies to places that are just stupid and not super fun and makes the game really cramped. So it, it fixes as many problems that it's, as it solves, or causes mm. as many as it solves, but... Every time they've done something like that, it's been, like, a new version of the game. But this one, I can imagine them coming out with an, a Game of the Year version in, like, a year or two that you're probably going to have to buy. Hopefully they make it as, like, a DLC so you can, like, upgrade, but... I, I would like that. But honestly, I'm at the point now where I've played so much of this game and it's, like, taken over my thought process and my life in such a way that I, I think I would buy it again. <laughs> I mean, hey, I've already bought it twice. I've kind of been thinking about... I mean, the problem is I just don't want to have to start back from square one, but I have been, like, looking at it on PS5 and been like, maybe it's a little bit more stable on PlayStation 5. Maybe I could play it there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. Like, I had one or two hiccups on on PS5, um, but it was nowhere near the experience that people are having on PC, like... It's it's pretty consistent. It's weird to me that that company just cannot make good PC ports. It it completely eludes them. Like FromSoft is baffled by the the PC platform. Then, uh, like my my question is, I mean, I guess they probably have a lot of players there. It's probably a decent player. I mean, it's it's one of the top played games on Steam right now. But like, why keep doing PC ports then? Um, I mean, this is the first one that's come out like even remotely close to the launch of the game usually they don't come out for at least a year on oh, pc okay. um because they they typically haven't cared very much about the pc side of things that was more of like a all right the game's been out it's sold what it's going to sell on console let's throw it on pc and, and get some extra numbers hmm. Hmm. that's crazy this game has been selling astronomically well though it is it's it's doing super super well this is the first dark souls game to, to really hit the mainstream as far as both sales numbers and sort of like media coverage goes which i'm surprised about because i'm i'm very curious to see how the average like person like i went and so actually i have a perfect test case for this i should talk to him tonight about it at work i was talking to it about i was talking about the game with somebody from work and they were like damn that sounds cool i'm gonna buy that then, like, a couple days later, I came in, and he was like, I am fucking stuck. What do I do? <laughs> and I was, like, telling him. And now I'm, like, very curious to, like, ask him, like, like how are you feeling about it? 
mm-hmm. because I wonder if he took my advice and went, okay, maybe I need to be a little slower at it. Because I think a lot of people are looking at reviews or or just gameplay of it and being like, this kind of seems like you know the way Breath of the Wild was, where it's a very open open world and melee and all that and blah blah blah. And I'm like. It's not that at all. And I, I went into it with the right mindset because I've played... I've probably played every single one of these games besides the Dark Souls sequels. Mm-hmm. I've jumped off of all of them. But, like, this is the first one that's actually, like, grabbed me and I've figured out how to play it. But I also had, like, you know, four games of practice. Yeah, you've uh, you've experienced what it's like to get your, you know, head bashed in by a boss a half dozen times before you get anywhere. Yeah, and, like, I started to, it started to click with me a little bit with, like, Dark Souls, uh, not Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, and then, like, I liked Sekiro for a little while until I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm I'm not ready for this game. I'm not good at the parrying. Mm-hmm. So, even in this game, I, I'm not good at the parrying. I, I used to, actually, I've gotten really good at just dodge rolling. Like I've, I've just dropped the shield completely. I used to really abuse, like, just holding the shield up all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, now go I, turtle strats. Yeah, now I'm, like, two-handing my weapon and fucking just dodge rolling away from everything. Dude, in, in my personal opinion, that is the most fun way to play Dark Souls. Like, a giant-ass weapon, no shield, just two-handing it and dodge rolling away from attacks. It's so mm. much fun. It, it feels more dangerous in a way. Absolutely. So, it's just a lot of fun, and I, I want to know how many people though of that astronomical number that bought it have just dropped it immediately. I mean, at least looking at the Steam achievements, there uh, there are some people doing doing all right, like more than I would think. Like there are bosses, PC people are built different though. I mean, I, yeah, that, that's true. Like, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta look more at the PS5 achievements yeah. or the Xbox achievements and see how far people are getting in this. As as long as you know, if if you get into it, you know, for one, don't listen to anybody online. Like, full stop. Anybody who says that shit, like, oh, don't use summons or don't do this, don't do that. Like, fuck that. Use every single tool in the game. Use Margit Shackle. The whole the whole nine yards. It's in there for yeah. a reason, and if it's gonna get you farther in the game, fucking use that shit. And yeah, they use, wouldn't like, they wouldn't put it in the game if it wasn't meant to be used. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you if you know if you personally want to do a challenge run where you don't use summons or whatever, like me personally, I don't level my health, like ever. Like my health stays at whatever the the start is. I might get it one or two levels just so I have it at like an even number. Like I, if I start at like seventeen, I might get it to twenty just so it's rounded. You're um, a fucking madman. Yeah, it's it to me. It's more f- like I'm at the point now where literally every enemy in the game one shots me. <laughs> Absolutely, the random ass skeletons walking around the zone. If they catch me, I'm dead. Like it's over. Oh my god, those fucking skeletons are so annoying. The fact that you have to like, once you kill them, you have to kill them again, basically by like just stabbing their corpse on the ground. Dude, it took me so long to figure out how to kill them because they're different in every Dark Souls game and. The little wispy effects on them when you kill them, it reminded mm. me of Dark Souls 1. And the way they work in Dark Souls 1 is that there's like a necromancer so- hidden somewhere around the level that you have to kill. Because if you, you can't kill the skeletons, he'll just keep raising them. So you have to sprint by all the skeletons and try not to die while you find this little hooded fuck because he's waving his little stick around. 
And so I spent so long running around those stupid dungeons going, where is this dude? Like, the, the, I see the little effect, so I'm assuming it's the same thing. And no, you just have to whack him again. Yeah. Or so use holy I, um, damage. Yeah, or use holy damage. Um, I found, like, a cave or temple or whatever. I don't know. The, the, some of them look like caves. Some of them look like temples. They basically work the same way. Mm-hmm. Um... And I just got lucky that, like, a guy I was watching on YouTube had done this one before, because when I saw the big saw blades, I was like, oh, I just got to jump on top of one of those, and then I get up to a uh, top area. But then I noticed there's, like, a sealed door somewhere else, so I'm like, there's got to be two bosses in here, because I already fought a boss when I went up to that upper area. So, like, I don't know. Are there usually two bosses in some of these areas, or am I just, like, crazy, and, like, there's just an item behind that door? No, there there can very easily be two bosses. I, I'm... I ran into one with three, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that's totally possible. And they get longer and more complex the later you get. Like the ones in Limgrave, the starting area, are pretty simple. Like there's one, usually one boss, you know, maybe yeah. a branching path that has an item, but nothing too crazy. But by the time you get to Kaelid and you know some of the later areas, yeah, there'll be there'll be two bosses and a whole shit ton of stuff hidden behind, you know, all sorts of nonsense. This game's great. I love it. It is. I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would say I love a Souls game. I thought it was just <laughs> I never like. I thought you'd say it either. I just thought it completely eluded me. Like, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I see their merit, but like, I just, it's not for me. And I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that this one's like open world and like, I don't feel like I'm so stuck in my progression. Whereas like when they were just like, you know, I don't know how you describe it. Just very linear. Like. Yeah. Once once I hit a boss I couldn't beat, I was like, well, I'm just fucked now. That's the thing, is like, the the design philosophy of Dark Souls, uh, and Miyazaki even said it in the interview, is that, like, you shouldn't take your deaths personally, like, don't get upset about them, use them as learning experience. That's easier said than done when the game is somewhat linear and you hit a point that you can't beat. It's tough to force yourself to keep whacking your head against the wall until eventually the wall breaks, right? Yeah. Um... But with Elden Ring, you have the opportunity of just going somewhere else to, you know, try something else. And if you're bouncing off this, all right, I'll come back when I'm a little stronger. Oh, I need I need a couple of stones to upgrade my sword one more time. Maybe that'll make the difference. Like, you can do these little incremental upgrades, or maybe I'll upgrade my spirits one more time, or whatever it is. And once you get that first, like, I feel like if you beat Margit, the game's got you, right? Because no. he's going to kick your ass over and over and over again and you can beat him he's totally beatable you know whether you use the shackle or whether you use Rajier's summon or you use your own summon whatever you do once you get him down you feel the sense of satisfaction that every souls player has been feeling since demon souls and no. and you get it like until you get that feeling of satisfaction you you don't really understand why these games are as popular as they are and no i uh I watched a TikTok the other day of an eight-year-old beating fucking Margaret, and, like, I just uh, I wanted to <laughs> kick that eight-year-old off of a cliff, because... I'm, uh, I'm used to it, because I used to play StarCraft, and the general rule of StarCraft is no matter how good you are, there's a 12-year-old Korean who's way better, so you just have to accept it. <laughs> like... And the thing that even pissed me off more is, like, it's like a dad, like... I guess he, like, recorded the gameplay or whatever of him doing it. Mm -hmm. And so he's showing it to somebody who's filming the TikTok. And he's like, 
he's like, and and this kid, he, like, he gets hit, and he just not, he's not even healing. And I was like, this kid's not healing, and he fucking did it. <laughs> just pissed me off. Kids are built different, man. Like, yeah. Oh my god, if these games had been out when I was eight. I don't know, actually, if I would have been able to do it because I bounced off a lot of PS2 games because they got too hard. So I, I mean, know. I, I would have loved it. Like, I was the kind of kid that was like, all right, I a game is not going to beat me, damn it. I'm going to sit here until I'll, every damn day in summer break, until I beat this game. I mean, I, I probably would have... I probably would have done that too because it would have probably been like the one game I got that year or whatever until Christmas. Dude, I fucking hated people who had birthdays in the summer because no. it meant that like they got essentially two games a year spaced out. Like they would get one game at Christmas and one game in the middle of the year with, you know, June, July birthdays. And I was like, you lucky little shits. There was, the, I remember the first time I ever saved up for a video game. Like, that I wanted really badly. I want to say it might have been the episode three game. It's like, Revenge of the Sith game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember being like, this game's not that great. But also, I spent, like, fucking two months saving up for it, so... Yeah, that was it's always gotta the be worst. Great. Where, like, as, <laughs> if you waste... Like, if you ask for a game for your birthday when you're a kid and... You know, you get it, and it sucks. You just feel like you wasted your golden opportunity. You're like, oh, fuck. Then the second game I saved up for, I think, was Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories on the PSP. <laughs> Man, which that is was great. A, that was a system, the PSP. I love the PSP. PSP was, was great. Dude, that thing got more mileage as literally anything but a gaming system than it did as a gaming system. <laughs> Oh my god. I I've I probably watched so many movies on a PSP. Yep. Like a ridiculous amount. Um I used to own those little fucking UMDs of movies that they sold. Um I don't know why. It was not a good way to watch a movie. No, but you know, we were uh we were we could have we were what, fourteen, fifteen when the PSP? No, we were younger than that. When did the PSP we're, come out? Way younger than that. I think it was like 2004, 2005. Holy shit, maybe was even it really 2006. That long ago? Yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit. Maybe even been 2006. I can't remember exactly. In my head, like I don't know why, but like it it's not 2022 in my head. Um so holy shit. Yeah, that would have been what, 15, 16 years ago? Something like that, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was kind of crazy to think about that being that long ago. I mean, the Vita was kind of long ago, too. It was like 2012. That's like a decade ago. The Vita came out a decade ago. That's wild. To me, in my head, the Vita is still the recently failed Sony project. <laughs> like, <laughs> In reality, I don't, I don't even know what the recently failed Sony project would be. They haven't really... Even PSVR, I mean, it didn't do like crazy numbers, but it's still... I'm going to go out on a limb and say PS5, because not only are they fucking impossible to get, there's nothing to play on them. Nah, see, the real thing is, P they're geniuses, actually, because they make money either way. <laughs> I, on Yeah, they trickle them out, they're, they're still going to sell. 
Yeah, I think it's still like, I mean, of the next-gen consoles, I think it's the best-selling one, which is kind of crazy when you think about the fact that there's one that's $200 less than it, and you can find them pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and it has Game Pass on it, whereas the PS5 has uh, quite literally nothing to fucking play. Yeah, I mean, I bought a Series S, which I'm regretting incredibly now because there was a Series X sitting right next to it, but I already got into an argument with Molly about buying an Xbox. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to have the argument that I spent $200 more on an Xbox. Um, Probably a but good I call. I regret it to this day. I'm like, I should have just fucking bought it. That was like a fucking unicorn that I saw that day. <laughs> and I should have just, I should have captured it. Yeah, I saw one coming off the truck at work the other day. It was this bulky ass box. I'm like, oh, what's that? It's labeled for electronics. I took a look at it. I was like, oh, it's a Series X. Look at that. You're going to be gone in a little bit. Yeah. One of the one of the guys down the line was like, put that aside. I'm buying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that at work? Uh, technically, no. Oh. But essentially all we do is that, like, we work super early in the morning, so we put mm. it where it's supposed to go, we clock out at our shift, which typically ends right when the store opens, so we clock out, we walk out the door, we turn around, we walk right back in. <laughs> oh, you even have to technically walk out the door? Yeah, you you gotta act the same as a guest, and so we get oh. to walk in with this, the other four people who show up at 8 o'clock in the morning, like the, you know... The middle-aged women, the grandmas, and that one guy who, like, just got out of his night shift job who's like, I need a couple of things at Target. Yeah. And then you just fucking beeline to the back of the store. Yeah, walk right to electronics and you buy it. I think, technically speaking, we're supposed to wait 15 minutes um, before we can buy anything just to give the guests a head start, which to me feels like bullshit, but... Well, no, it would be bullshit if you guys... Honestly, I think the walking out the door and walking back in thing is, like good as someone who doesn't work at oh yeah sure like if we could go straight from the break room to to electronics we're gonna beat your ass there but right if you're already making me walk to the front of the store so i can stand in line with the rest of these motherfuckers don't make me wait 15 minutes on top of that because whatever i'm here to get is gonna be gone (laughs) i really like for a split second when i bought my series s was like um damn what if i just get jumped in the parking lot (laughs) But then I was like, it's a serious ass. Like, if I had the X, maybe. But. Yeah, dude, there's some sketchier parts of town where, like, there's a GameStop there that if they sold a PS5, I'm going to ask them to double bag that shit to make sure nobody knows what I'm buying. Because if I walk out into this parking lot with this, uh, with this box, I ain't getting to my car. Or I would go there and just be like, I would tell someone to get in the driver's seat and keep the engine running. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, like, I'm about to do a heist. Speaking of heists, and, and we were talking about Grand Theft Auto, I bought Grand Theft Auto Five again. Oh my god. <laughs> How many times do you own this game now? Uh, I think this is like my fifth time buying it. Jesus Christ. The, mo- the game I own the most is Final Fantasy X, and I own that on three platforms. I own it on, the f- on PS4, on PS2, and on Steam. That is the mm-hmm. most I've ever bought a game. And that was spread out over like 15 years. Now, uh, we're almost getting to the point where... <laughs> It's, it's getting close to that for... Actually, no, it's not. It's almost a decade old. It's going to be a decade next year that this game first came out. Um, I The problem is, is that I bought it a couple times on Xbox because I... Well, I bought like the 360 version when it first came out, obviously. Then I bought the Xbox One version when that came out because that was like the first time they like redid it. Then I got it on PC when I got my 
when I built my PC the first time, the first PC I built. Mm-hmm. And then I got rid of my Xbox version because I was like, well, nobody plays it on Xbox and I'm mostly playing it on PC now anyway. Might as well just get rid of it. And then eventually all my friends started playing on Xbox again and my PC died. My first PC. So I was like, well, fuck. Okay. Gonna buy it on Xbox again. It's on sale at GameStop. Thank God. Um, or no, I didn't buy it at GameStop that time. I think I bought it at um, I bought it on the Xbox store because it was on sale. And then I just bought this PS5 version just because it was ten dollars. And if it was any more than ten dollars, I don't think I would have bought it. Just ten dollars is like an easy asking price, I find. I don't know about you. Um. Just because, like, literally, that's basically what I would spend on, like, a f- it's just one less day of, like, eating out. You know <laughs> what I mean? I would probably spend double that amount of money if I was, like, ordering food. So, it was just kind of an easy decision for me. It's because I was like, well, I, if I dropped a $10 bill on the street, I think I would get annoyed, but I don't think I would be that pissed off about it. You know what I mean? That's how I looked at it. I tend to measure things in cups of coffee. We're like, all right, if I buy this, I can't buy any coffee for like a week and a half. Am I okay that's with basically, that? That's basically two days of coffee, though, if you're going to Starbucks. Oh, do you think I buy Starbucks? I would like to think that you're someone who likes better coffee than uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I, yeah, Dunkin's not great. McDonald's is where it's at. I don't even know how much McDonald's coffee is. McDonald's is getting expensive. Have you noticed that? Dollar, dollar seventeen, I believe. For medium really mcdonald's in general like for food and shit is getting expensive i didn't realize how fucking expensive their breakfast food was until i started working overnights and you know when you've been up since 10 o'clock at night and it's now 8 a.m you're like you know i don't feel like cooking i'm just gonna grab some mcdonald's on the way home and it's like eight bucks for a sandwich and a hash brown you're like well what the fuck <laughs> yeah that, that's that's totally like my thing on it i'm like like a big mac is like I think like almost ten dollars now, or it might be even more than ten dollars at this point. It's kind of like, wild. For the price of one Big Mac, I bought Grand Theft Auto Five again. Is that really like? Is that that crazy of a trade off? Dude, if I'm paying ten bucks for a Big Mac, those fucking employees better be making twenty one dollars an hour with paid time off and health insurance for all this shit. Like that, that's what I'm saying, honestly. Like, don't you tell me that this burger that cost you seventy two cents to manufacture. The cost of production is so high that you need to charge me ten bucks to buy it, and you pay them seven bucks to serve it. So fuck you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Mister yeah. Ronald. So I played it last night. Came out technically today, but was out at midnight last night. Mm-hmm. It certainly is Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, <laughs> it's it's like it says on the tin, like. So I mainly bought it because like it seems like all like w- their next gen upgrades like they have not announced them coming to PC, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me because it's like stuff like ray tracing, and and like other like things like that like SSD like optimized SSD load times and stuff like that. Right. Um. And they just haven't announced that for PC yet, so I was like, it's ten dollars, whatever. I'll check it out to see how the ray tracing looks. Ray tracing looks really nice in that game. Um, 
it's not as like overbearing as some of the mods that you see on PC that add ray tracing. I find I find a lot of those to be like super overbearing. I don't know why. They always just want to like turn everything up to eleven. Like the roads basically become a fucking river as you're driving through with the puddles. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I mean it looks nice on PS5. That perform they have like a performance ray tracing mode, which is like really nice because it's like it's got most of the bells and whistles of the fidelity mode, but it runs at like a I haven't really seen a lot of frame drops on it. It's a very stable 60 FPS, which is, like, nice on console. Like, sometimes you just want to sit on your couch and play Grand Theft Auto. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And get a decent frame rate. I, I, After playing the PC version of GTA, I couldn't go back to the console version of GTA because, I mean, I get over 60 FPS on PC. But, you know, playing anything lower than 60 FPS for Grand Theft Auto just didn't feel right anymore. It's, it's um, hard to go and, back. Not even a stable 30 on the old consoles was the problem, too. Like, even on, like, Xbox One, PS4, it was not a stable 30. So, it just felt like shit. Um, and now, I can play it on my... Sitting on my couch. And it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty comparable experience. Not, you know... I think I usually get around, like, 100 FPS on that game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's still, you know, it's smoother. It looks nice. The ray tracing, like I said, looks really nice. Shadow detail, very nice. I don't know. It's, I would, I like I said, I would feel worse about it, and I probably would not have bought it if they had tried to sell it at, like, full price or even, like, the 40 that they're eventually going to sell it at down the line. But for 10 bucks, I was like, that's fine. Jacob, I want you to know that they have your picture down at Rockstar, where every time they think to themselves, is GTA Five like not worth repackaging anymore? Do we know if anyone's gonna buy? It? Well, well, just put it out and see if Jacob buys it. And if Jacob buys it, then there's you know we're good. We'll, we'll, he he's like our groundhog. Where if Jacob doesn't buy it, we know we've gone too far. They point to my picture on the wall and they go, "This is our pay pig." Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna buy it no matter what. It doesn't even matter. He keeps saying online that he wants Bully Two, but he'll keep buying GTA Five. It's true. I would like to. I would like them to do this with Red Dead Two, though. I'll be honest with you. Red Dead Two seemed like the game that was a little more deserving of like this sort of upgrade. Yeah, I, that that game. Maybe it's just the way that we think about video games these days. What with you know, you know, live service games and patches and all that other stuff. But that was a game that I feel like came out. Everybody talked about it, and then it vanished from like the cultural mind. Like it, it just poofed and disappeared. I feel like GTA 5 is like that too, though, in a sense, where it's like nobody's really talking on a day-to-day basis about GTA 5 other than complaining that they keep putting it out. That's true. Um, But, like, GTA Online is still insanely popular. Like, it still makes a stupid amount of money, and a lot of people play it. So it has an audience. And, I mean, the thing is, I think the problem with Red Dead and, like, its online component is that updates for that game come out at a fucking trickle. Mm -hmm. Like, compared to... There were, like... I think I watched a video one time that was, like, in between the two, like, major updates for GTA... uh, For Red Dead Online, they released, like, five GTA Online updates. And maybe it's just that they have a more optimized workflow for that stuff to where they can just kind of pump that shit out. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's crazy that, like... I mean, Red Dead sold well. It obviously didn't sell as well as GTA V, but 
Yeah, it, I'd be curious it, if you looked at GTA Online's early, uh, like, update timeline versus Red Dead's early timeline, like, where they're both at at, like, the one-year mark or the six-month mark, like, how many updates have they both put out? Because they've been doing this GTA shit for a long time now, and it's their cash cow. Yeah, almost, Liter- almost a decade. Literally next year will be a decade. That's upsetting to me. Like, on, on just a, a spiritual level, that, that's upsetting to me. Next sep- next September will be 10 years the game has been out. Next October will be 10 years of GTA Online. Oh, Christ alive. We're they never going to be playing something game. big. It's like the herpes of gaming. It is. I, speaking of another herpes of gaming, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite's like... It's so weird, because Fortnite is like a game that's very fun, and I enjoy playing it, but I'm so embarrassed to ever talk to anybody about it. It's like... It's the guilty pleasure of the gaming world. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's the game for 13-year-olds. And everybody's, you know, if you play it, you're a child. There are a lot more people than just 13-year-olds playing that game. And I, I would go so far as to say the majority of the people playing that game are not 13-year-olds. Just like the majority of the people who used to play Call of Duty. We like to all joke mm-hmm. that they were 13-year-olds making mother jokes on Xbox Live, but most were not. Those In are reality, just the loudest we component. Were the- in reality, we were the 13-year-olds making fun Funny enough, shows. literally, yes. <laughs> At the time, yeah. I was 13. Yeah, it's... it's and, and the thing is, you can definitely tell, though, when you are playing a child in that game, mm-hmm. because they're just brain dead. Or like a little child, I should say. They're brain dead. They absolutely just get fucking murked on. Absolutely. Whereas when you get like someone who's probably like in the 13-year-old range... They're, like, building the Taj Mahal in five seconds, and I'm like, how do I even compete with this? It's so wild to me to see, like... It's, like, whatever environment kids are born into, like, whatever we consider challenging, that's their starting point, right? Like, that's what that's what they're doing right now. Imagine what they're going to be like when they're fucking our age. At this point, I'm having a harder time playing Fortnite than I am a Souls game. <laughs> Although, actually, I've been getting a fucking couple victory royales lately. I've been feeling real good about myself. I finally unlocked Spider-Man in the Battle Pass, so I'm done for the season. Don't even really care anymore about getting anything else. Honestly, Fortnite's one of those games where, like, while I myself have basically no interest in actually playing it, I am so happy it exists because it's created such a unique, one-of-a-kind, like, experience. Where, like, there's no other game on the planet where you can be Master Chief and fight fucking... Characters from either Rick and Morty or, like, God of War or, you know, half dozen other media properties. Like, that's so wild to me. It was so funny, too, because I was literally just going to use the example of I dressed as Spider-Man the other night, uh, gunned down Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> like, that's, like just, that, that's crazy. That's a crazy... Like, that image that always goes around that is, like, the craziest fucking thing where it's, like, Naruto, Thanos, uh, Master Chief, and Rick from Rick and Morty, and it's like, this is a real video game that exists. Uh, It makes me so happy. I mean, yeah, it's, like, super cool that, like... I'm honestly, at this point, I'm more just impressed by the amount of like licensed shit that they can still manage to get for that game like it's it's super impressive to me like when it's just like some movies coming out and they're like yeah we have dune skins i'm like i'm sure frank herbert thought of this when he wrote the original novel it was it was what he dreamed of he's like 
I want to write these books, but I really hope it gets adapted into a battle royale video game. And you know. I, I just can't wait for Paul Atreides to do the fucking Orange Justice dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's everything like, he'd what? want. They're like, what are you even talking about, Frank? And he goes, I don't know, some sci-fi shit. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, fucking, I, I think it's so funny that they have two separate Spider-Man skins, and it's genius, actually, from a from a money-making standpoint. Their item store is genius from a money-making standpoint. Like, I, I find it very scummy, in a way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I look at it, and I go, this is a master stroke of genius. Like, they've got that shit down to a science. Like, they almost got me to fucking buy Matrix emotes. <laughs> I'm like, I only watched the Matrix all the way through like two months ago. But I'm like, damn, I would like to do the little Neo bullet dodge. That would be kind of cool. Right. They they know what gets people interested. Right. Or like, I was looking at the fucking, I had V-Bucks and I was like looking at the store and I was like, Maybe I should buy this Harley Quinn skin. Like, <laughs> I don't even like Harley Quinn that much, but I'm like, that's a character I recognize. I'd like to have a cool skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's genius, actually. Like, it, it, it hits people like me who want to spend stupid money on stupid things. Almost in a way that the Avengers, it's like, game did. Because I was like, I would love the movie costumes. Sure, I'll spend $10 on an Iron Man skin. <laughs> and now I don't even play Avengers. Like, I'm, I'm like half thinking about deleting it off my PlayStation 5 because it takes up so much fucking space. It's a big... Isn't it like 60, 70 gigs? It's 100 gigs. Holy shit. It's like 100 something. It might be a little bit more than 100 gigs. Like, it's... That's like a fifth of whatever your fucking PlayStation storage actually is. Yeah. When you take bonkers. out the OS and everything. I don't know. Video games are. This has been a very video game heavy episode, and I kind of love that. It's true. It's been very video game heavy, which is weird because I watched a movie for the first time in like, God knows how long, of my own accord, and Mm. I was certain that was going to come up in some regard, but it didn't. I've watched a couple movies lately too. Yeah, but you always watch movies. It's like saying I I read a manga. (laughs) It's like oh yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying like I watched a couple that were like really good lately. Oh, what'd you watch? Uh, I saw Batman, obviously. Oh, yep. You told me about that. Very good. Very long. Um, But, like, maybe my favorite version of... I don't know. It's one of those things I think I need to watch it again. But I I don't want to sit in a theater and watch it again, weirdly enough. Like, I'd I'd rather just wait. Like, I think, like, next month it's going to be on HBO. So, Mm -hmm. honestly, like, I think I might just wait till it's on HBO and then watch it again. Um... But, like, it's just, it's very good. And I, I think it might be, like, my favorite, like, live-action version of Batman. Like, it reminded me a lot of, like, the animated series and of comics because it's, like, very, like, detective-heavy. And, like, maybe one of the few superhero movies where the actor is in the costume more than out of it. Which I liked a lot, so... Yeah, I hear the comparison to the the DC animated universe Batman a lot. Like that seems to be a pretty common consensus. Like, yeah, this Batman acts a lot like that Batman, which to me is great because I always think of that version of Batman as sort of like the definitive. Like, this is right. what I picture when I think of the character. 
probably just because I grew yeah. up with that Batman, but, you know. Yeah. I, um... It's really good. I'm very curious to see where it goes. Spoiler alert, of course, they do the obligatory, like, Joker uh, teasing in it. Of course. Which... I mean, obviously, eventually he's got to show up, but I don't know that we need to tease him in the first movie. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard he's not going to be in the sequel. Apparently, like, there's like, there's been like conflicting things where like Matt Reeves, the director, is like, I don't know if Joker is going to be in the sequel, like as the villain. He might be in it. He's going like, to be the good guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, like, I just like, I mean. Like, they don't know if, like, he's going to be, like, the main villain or he'll probably be an element to it Mm -hmm. in some way. Like, he'll be in the background. I bet you they'll save him for, like, the third movie. Big trilogy capper. Unless they're just going to keep making these, which I honestly, I wouldn't mind if they continued this universe for a decent amount of time. He seems to be enjoying himself. I'm sure uh, Patterson would be more than happy to... Continue on as well. You way. keep going in Patterson. It's I do. Pattinson. I know. I, I, I'm halfway through saying it, and I'm like, you know, that's wrong. I'm like, yep, but I'm going to, I got to commit. I've. <laughs> you got to commit to the bit. I, I don't know why I keep calling him that, but I do. Um, and then I also watched this movie on Hulu called Fresh. Mm, which, um, it, it had, you, I, I honestly don't know how you'd feel about it. I, I've been very reluctant to, like, talk about it with people because I just keep telling them, like, just watch it because the reveal is so good. Because, mm-hmm. like, the the whole, like, opening of the movie, you would never know. I, I kind of had an idea it was going to go this way because of the... Then when I saw the poster for it and also I saw the trailer. And I wish I didn't because, like, if I had just watched this movie and the reveal happened, I would have been like, this is incredible. It's got um, Sebastian Stan in it, who plays Winter Soldier. Big fan of him. And, um, I mean, you're never going to watch this, so I'll just say it to you. Everyone, if if you um, care, you you should just watch this movie. Don't listen to this part. And this will probably be the end of the show, so have a a good day, folks. (laughs) Um, But, so this whole movie, like the opening of it, like the opening, like, 20 30 minutes mm-hmm. it, it's just sort of set up like a rom-com sort of thing of like this girl like she doesn't like the world of modern dating and like she, like her tinder dates are annoying and like she just hates dating but then she meets sebastian stan in a grocery store and he's handsome and charming and a very reasonable so, reaction yep yeah. i would feel the right. same way <laughs> so then they go on a date and like they hit it off and like they they're seeing each other and then he's like, let's go for, like, a weekend getaway. Like, he says, like, he's a doctor and all that. He's like, let's go for a weekend getaway. Let's the, oh, Just the God. two of us will go out of town. Now, I know where you're thinking this is going. It doesn't exactly go that way. They get there. Like, all of a sudden, she, like, passes out because he puts something in her drink, obviously. But, so, here's the incredible thing about this. This is, like, 30 minutes in. Mm-hmm. That's when the opening credits hit. <laughs> Oh, okay. And I, and I think that that's awesome. Like, it just, it took me so by surprise. And it was like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I was like, oh, damn. They haven't done the opening credits yet. So then she, like, comes to, and she's, like, chained up in a room. And he's sitting there. And she's like, what are you, you going to do to me? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so basically, I uh, cut chunks of meat off of women, and I sell it to people to eat it. 
okay, nope, that went about exactly as I was expecting. <laughs> really? I, I I honestly thought it was just going to be like a weird, like he's like a, from the trailer, it kind of looked Fifty Shades of Grayish, like he was going to be like a, he's like a masochist or something like that, but like no, I was. No, absolutely not. When a handsome Sebastian Stan says, hey, I'm a doctor and I want to go on a weekend getaway with you after going on what sounded like one date. My first no, thought they, was, they went on a couple dead. dates. I, I didn't explain it correctly. So I. Or I thought it was going to be that, that he was just, like, going to murder her. I didn't think it was going to be he's cutting chunks off of her to sell it for me. Or that Sebastian Stan is, like, a cannibal in this. It's just great. Like, it has, like, a style and an energy to it that mm-hmm. uh, it is really good. And Sebastian Stan, I wish he would stop doing Marvel movies and just do more shit like this. Because he's awesome. You know? I mean... I don't know much about his acting prowess. I just know he's a very pretty man and he should do whatever he wants to do because that's how the world works for pretty people. That's true. Choke me, daddy. To Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I am continually reminded how different our forms of chosen entertainment are because having mm. just heard that, you're right. I would, I would not have watched that in a million years. It's so far away from what I look for in my entertainment. See, I would have loved, though, if I hadn't told you that, and I just said, watch it, Brad. Like, And then you'd, like, I can guarantee you, if you had, for once in your goddamn life, like, listened to me, and then you were, like, you would have texted me in the first 20 minutes, like, this is just a fucking rom-com. Why did you tell me to watch this? Like, what the fuck? And then, like, when it got to the reveal, you'd be like, you're a sick fucker. See, like, the thing is, I would have been totally down for the first half, because, like, all right, a rom-com with Sebastian Stan, he's a pretty man, I'm cool with this. In the second half, not so, not so much, not, not as cool. Surprisingly, not as gory as you'd expect for a movie about cannibalism. Yeah, I mean, if Hannibal Lecter taught me anything, you can be classy and cannibal. But yeah, it's it's very good, and I I hope nobody listened to that or or hasn't gotten spoiled by the trailer like I did because genuinely, if I had just gone into this movie completely blind. I think I would have been taken aback by the twist. Uh, yeah, probably. And it played at Sundance. I wish I would have like known about it and would have seen it when they when it played at Sundance instead mm-hmm. of watching the movie I did watch, because like that would have been the perfect way to see this. Like just completely no expectations. Just like what is this? Got Sebastian Stan in it. I recognize him. Yeah, he's a man I know. He's a man I know. Let's see how this goes. And then I would have been like floored. I would have been like this. Everyone watch this fucking movie. <laughs> like, and I still am. I'm like, everyone watch it. Don't look up anything about it. Just watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, dude, I really got to commit when I watch a movie. It takes me forever. Like, I, I watch fucking Turning Red, which is like a two-hour movie, if maybe a little longer. I don't, I don't remember. That took me like four and a half hours to watch. <laughs> so, like, I when, when you say just go watch the movie, I'm like, dude, that's like half a day I'm putting aside. Like, I really got to... <laughs> It's like an it's like an hour and fifty minutes though. All it's right, like so not. I can get it done in like three. Yeah, you yeah you just double the amount of time that the movie is, and you're like, there we go. Dude, There's my like no, that's legitimately how long it takes me. Like I pause and get up and do shit so frequently when I watch movies that like one, it's probably infuriating to like if a ghost haunts me, it's probably the worst experience in the world. Like there, I can only imagine watching me do something is like insanely frustrating because i'll watch a movie for 10 minutes pause it get up check my email make a cup of coffee sit back down watch for 15 minutes <laughs> that's why you hate watching movies in a the theater because you can't pause it <laughs> I, that's 100 percent what it is it's like 
if I either need to be asleep or I need to be able to pause and get up and go do something because my brain is on fire if I can't. <laughs> my ADHD can't handle it. That's why you're like, God damn, thank God I didn't watch Dune at home. Yeah. <laughs> I still would have taken you all Yeah, I would have taken you all goddamn year to watch that fucking movie. See, that's why you haven't watched the Snyder Cut yet, because it would take you a full work day to watch it. I, yeah, dude, I, I, don't, I don't get that kind of time. I spent my entire spring break playing Elden Ring. 